everybody, welcome back to episode 4. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about why there is so much suffering in our world today. I have my husband Hector with me. Hi everyone. So to start off, I just want to say that it would be a lie to say that marriage is easy and that there won't be like any problems if you get married. And I know they try, like my husband, <laughs> when he tries to help cleaning but even when he tries, like, he doesn't do it properly, like, the way I would do it. <laughs> so I prefer doing it. At least I try. <laughs> yeah, you do. But there's a question that we usually ask ourselves is, why is there so many problems in every marriage? I think to answer this question, we can also ask an even bigger question as to why there is so much suffering in the world. Like, world hunger, sicknesses... Mm-hmm but especially evil. Knowing that there is a perfect and good God, why does God allow all the evil in this world? And the reason why this is a good question is because God usually gets the blame to all the world's suffering. Mm -hmm. But is it really his fault? Yeah, well, I think it's always good to get more context to the story before we choose to blame God. And the way that we can do that is to look where evil came from. Um, We talked a bit about it in episode 3, And this is a good way to continue the conversation. So as we talked about before, sin did not start with Adam and Eve. But instead, it started with Lucifer in heaven. Uh, There's scripture to support this in 1 John 3 verse 8 that says, He who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. And the way that he sinned, we can find it in Ezekiel 28 verses 16 and 17. uh, That talks about the cherub in heaven that sin because of his beauty and his splendor and in isaiah 14 verses 13 and 14 says that lucifer wanted to exalt himself to be like god the most high um we can see that it's worship that the devil wanted in the third temptation of jesus in the wilderness satan revealed this by asking jesus to worship him So looking at this a little further, God had created Lucifer, which is Satan when he was an angel in heaven, as a perfect angel, as every angel was perfect. But God did not force anyone to follow his will. So we might not know how sin started in Lucifer, but we do know that it was because he had choices he can make through his own will. And God knew there was a chance for the existence of sin when he gave us the freedom to choose. But that didn't stop him from giving us that freedom because love cannot exist between God and his creatures without having this freedom to make your own choices, right? Um, it's like trying to love a robot dog compared to a real dog. I know it's kind of a dumb comparison and it's obvious, but I think it proves a point. Like the dog, well, the robot dog will do everything you make it do, but you cannot make a real loving relationship like a real dog because there's no personal free will from the dog which in other words says that god did not create evil but he knew it could have existed giving his creatures freedom and he made a plan for ending sin once and for all through jesus christ if it did yeah and i remember reading in revelations 12 verse 3 and 4 that says 
War then broke out in heaven, and then the dragon, which is Satan, was casted out of heaven because of this. But where was he casted out to? A lot of the time we think of Satan as being somewhere else, like in charge of hell. Mm -hmm. But the Bible says the opposite. Mm -hmm. And Job 2 verse 2 answers this when there is a heavenly court case on Job. And the Lord said to Satan, From where do you come? And Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro on the earth, and from walking back and forth on it. Mm -hmm. So he is roaming the earth to see who he can deceive. Some might ask if, since started in heaven, why didn't God destroy Satan in the moment he sinned? Well, the answer to that is obvious when we think that God is full of mercy. 2 Peter verse uh, chapter 3 verse 9 actually says, The Lord is not slacking concerning his promise, uh, as some count slackness, but it's long-suffering towards us, not willing that anyone should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Uh, this is the main reason why God... Uh, doesn't want anyone to die in their sin so he gives people time but i think another good way to explain this is through the example of the harvest and fruits uh, which is used many times in the bible when a plant grows to bear fruit we cannot tell what the fruit uh what the fruit is by the beginning of the process of the growth and looking at the seed but we have a better idea what the fruit is once it starts growing the only way we can enjoy the fruit is if it has ripened to the right amount. Now, um, that's when we can finally tell if it's a good fruit to eat or not, or when we decide to eat it or throw it out. In the same way, when sin started in heaven, it was kind of like a plant of evil that just started growing, because it was something mysterious to all the angels, since sin has never been a problem. And Satan causing controversy between the angels, uh, misguiding one-third of the angels to follow him. If God destroyed Satan, many more would have followed Satan thinking God was unjust because they did not see the bad fruits that was growing, the evil that was in Satan. So evil has to mature to its full state and be something like a ripe fruit to be completely removed so that it will never rise again. In other words, it means that everybody has to understand why sin is wrong and how it leads to death. That's why Jesus used the harvest to represent the end of time, when God will come for his people, because when we are judged, God sorts out the good and the bad. Um, well, we know why God is merciful to people in sin, but what about the innocent people that are good and die or bad things happen to them? Well, the Bible doesn't hide these facts. I mean, if you think about it, what wrong did Jesus do to deserve his death? Like, did he even sin? No. But yet he died for our sins. So mm -hmm. some might think, oh, that's because he was God and it was something he had to do and that he was the only one that can endure sin because we are different since we are human. I mean, I can go into another deep conversation and argue that he didn't use his godly powers as human, but... um. I mean, we'll save that for another uh, podcast. Mm -hmm. So for now, there are other examples we can look at. For example, we can see through the people that died for the Christian faith, such as the apostles and even the prophets, or Christ-like characters um, that suffered in the ways that the innocent people do. So to answer this question, I think it's important to go back to the book of Job in chapter 2, where we can see that the heavenly court 
was assessing how faithful Job is to God, and his accuser Satan came before the throne of God to test whether or not he would be faithful under trial. So Job then suffered in the worst ways anyone can suffer. He lost his possessions, his family, and he even lost his own health, Mm -hmm. all because Satan wanted to put him under the test. So here we can see that it is really, like, it isn't God behind our suffering, but rather than the devil that accuses and wants to put us under trial in front of God's angels and men. So to add some more scripture, to support this idea, it becomes a lot clearer in 1 Corinthians 4 verse 9 that says, For I think that God has displayed us, the apostles last, and as men condemned to death. For we have been made a spectacle to the world, both to angels and to men. Here we can see that Paul is pointing out that we are made as a spectacle to the world, both to angels and to men. A spectacle in Greek is called theatron, which is translated as a place for public show, or to be more specific, a theater. So, Putting this into perspective, even though we might not understand the exact reason why the innocent go through what they do, it's easier to understand why we might not see the bigger picture that we can't see. Mm -hmm. It's like trying to understand God. I mean, we have the information we need from the Bible, but when we try to understand him fully, like where he comes from, it's like trying to represent God as the ocean, and we are but one cup. No mm-hmm. matter how big the cup might be, we won't be able to fit the whole ocean inside. But we can have an idea and fit some of the water in. Yeah. But now that we know that sin did not start off on earth, when will there be justice for it from God? Well, we can see that in Revelations 20, verse 10, uh, it says, The devil who deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are, and they will be tormented day and night, forever and ever. What a twist on what we usually think of the devil being in charge of hell. Meanwhile, here it says he will be tortured in it. More specifically, it barely mentions hell in the Bible, other than what is really the lake of fire. Another thing to quickly point out is that this everlasting fire is the same described in Jude 1.7, talking about the fire of Sodom and Gomorrah, as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities around them in a similar manner to these have given themselves over to sexual immorality and gone after strange flesh are set forth as an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Well, do we still see the fire of Sodom and Gomorrah until this day? No, because the fire actually goes out. In Isaiah 47:14, the fire is described as not having left a coal to be warmed by or um, not having a fire to sit before. And the everlasting, to me, and uh, based on scripture means that it will be an everlasting result or an example like it says in Jude 1.7 that it will be remembered forever but that it will not rise up or exist again like Saddam and Gomorrah is gone forever so what promises can we find in the Bible about no more sin? 
Well, I wanted to close this podcast with a scripture that brings me a lot of hope. In Revelations 21, verse 2 to 4, that says, Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and these shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. Thankfully, we can see that God does promise a place to be given to his people, where he will live with them, and there will be no more sin or anything that can relate to it, right? More specifically, it talks about a city, which I won't be going into detail in the podcast either, but I do want to point out that it will be a place that we are familiar to, like the city we live in now, but it's something that we can never imagine. At the same time, it's not like we're going to go into the light and no one knows what happens after that or that we will be floating around in the clouds with arrows and bows as babies because <laughs> thank god for that or else it would be pretty boring i think yeah i agree but instead it will be a living um in a beautiful paradise similar to what adam and eve had but without any evil or temptations and much more things that our brains can't even picture so to close um to close off the podcast, can you actually do a quick prayer for us? Yeah, sure. Our Father, thank you for helping us explore this issue of suffering through your word. Um, it's complicated to understand, but I appreciate that you have left us your holy word to at least have an idea of why we go through suffering. Um, I pray that we can see that you came down to suffer with us. Uh, what we suffered and died the death that we deserved for our sins. I pray that you are with us in our suffering and can deliver us with whatever we're going through, each and every one of us. And I pray that we can hold on to the promise that you gave us um, about this new city and that we can all make it to the city. I ask you this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, thanks again for staying with us until the end. If there are any questions on what we talked about, um, feel free to reach us out on our pages, on Instagram and Facebook. Um, But we will be having more episodes on different topics we covered today. So I hope this can be a blessing to you, and I guess we will see you next time. Bye, everyone.